Good morning. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to thank the church uh, for the financial support that we had this past week as uh, we went out doing service park projects and ministering to others. More importantly, we thank you for your prayer support. Um, it was a fantastic week. We had uh, a lot of laughs. We cried a little. Um, but it was a fantastic week of missions right here at home. Um, I shared with them on Sunday night, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, which says to each is given a manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. Each of us who are in Christ have the Holy Spirit living within us. And we have evidence of that as we step out of our comfort zones, as Francis Chan was just saying. When we rely on our own resources, people don't see Christ in us the way they do when we give ourselves over and step out of our comfort zone. These folks this week have stepped out of their comfort zones. And I told them on Sunday night, as they stepped out of their comfort zones, you would be able to see in each other that Holy Spirit, that love, that joy, that peace, that patience, that kindness, that goodness, every bit of it. And I was privileged this week to be behind the camera as they did their projects and to see that through a camera lens. And you'll see that uh, through this PowerPoint as well. But they ran some plays for Jesus this week. And I'm going to let them uh, tell you about it. Um, I was only able to participate one day and one evening. <clears throat> Excuse me. But out of that, I've got so many things I could say. Um, I had to pray for the Holy Spirit to let me know what to say. And he, there's two points that he wants me to make. Um, one is, Jesus did not commission us to come to church on Sunday mornings and wait for people to come to us. And he certainly didn't commission us to call the plays and go sit on the sidelines. He was among the world. He was among places where you would be embarrassed to be. But he went to the people, and that's what he has told us that we have to do and in this church family, we've seen a lot of deaths recently of people who were just too young to go. We don't know when our time will be. And I feel in my heart that I'm going to have to answer to opportunities that I didn't take and opportunities that he gave me to, to talk to someone that I wouldn't do because I was afraid. So if the Holy Spirit is tugging at you to get involved in his work, I, I truly urge you to come and, and get with this group of people. They're very nice. I'm a newcomer. No one's yelled at me yet, uh, even though I've made some mistakes. And um, I think you'll find uh, a good spirit when you work with them. And the other thing I'd like to just point out, as Patty uh, mentioned, even in a time of economic slump and paying off this, this building that you have, you have the vision, vision to budget for this. And I think you are, that is just so commendable. And you, have, um, you will allow money to be raised to do this type of work. So um, I, I'm glad. It's very encouraging to be a part of a, a church that does that. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Start off with, I want to thank all of you for your support through your prayers and through your financial contributions. I know the Lord. I know in my heart he's going to provide whatever we may need to do the work that he wants us to do. And I believe him leading you to uh, contribute to us financially and through your prayers. That's just part of his provision. <clears throat> and to those of you who have never participated in missions, I wish you'd try it just once. I mean, 
Maybe you can't have to put in a whole week or maybe just part of a day or whatever you can do. We can use you, and the Lord can use you. You know, there's a lot. I'm going to touch on this a little bit later. You haven't got to commit a whole week, but I realize also that some of the conversations I heard this week, I think we're going to be doing this again in the future, right here in the neighborhood or in the community. So please join us and be a part of this. Uh, you'll never be the same. I promise you it'll change your life. You know, to, to be a part of the family atmosphere we got, we are constantly all week long. We're strengthening each other and encouraging each other and come together in the mornings. We have our devotion time and we lift each other up and join together in prayer. And it's just indescribable. It's something you'll never forget and something you'll never regret either. As for myself, you know, I've always been kind of shy, quiet, tight. But, uh, and, but the uh, missions and all the ministries that go with it and the block door-to-door uh, -door I spent a lot of time with this week has just been a blessing to me. I want to mention just a few people. Start off some of the older ones that were, were with me this week. Uh, Franklin Briggs, man, I love that man. Uh, Diane Carl, Kevin Wilson, my wife Penny. Please take time to thank them and continue to encourage them to do the work the Lord set them out to do. And uh, some of the younger people also, and I refuse to call them children or kids because they are mature beyond their years in my eyes. Amen. I'm telling you. <laughs> to see the passion they go about doing the door-to-door, -door, it's just amazing. And just uh, I'm so grateful to have a part, been a part of it. And some of them, uh, you know what, I wrote the names down. I don't want to miss anybody. Because <laughs> they're all very, very special. We're all blessed. Amen. I'm telling you. Uh, oh, yeah, Kate Cruz, Jesse Marsh. Joshua Wade, Wade Briggs, Sammy and Mickey Brandon, Cole and Chloe Walker, and also a very special young lady. I don't know if many of you know her yet. You need to get to know her, Jessica Evans. She's sitting right there in front. Uh, Jessica, this is a perfect example of what you can do. Jessica's got a full-time job, and she's got other obligations on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So she has signed up to participate in the New Way Cleaner Ministry on Monday afternoon at 5 o'clock. And uh, she had called my wife. She had a little bit of time between getting off work at 3 and 5. She wanted to go out and do door-to-door. -door. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, it's, now think about it. Monday was still 100 degrees. It was the hottest day we had of the whole week. And here's a young lady. Instead of going home and getting a little rest before she went on New Way Cleaner Ministry, she wanted to go out and do door-to-door. -door. She wanted to try it. So how could I turn that down? I said, Penny, call her. We'll get together. We'll do something. <laughs> So we got out and went to several houses in the community, and we got down here on Chubb Lake Loop Road. We've gone to a couple houses, and I noticed we're stepping off a step, and she's rubbing her arm and looking. She's got a big old red spot and big old whip on her arm, apparently a bee or something that stung her or bit her. I said, man, we need to get checked out. And off she wanted to go on and do the rest of the houses we was going to do right there. And we That's a real trooper for you right there. She didn't want to quit. This is Jessica right here, by the way. Y'all be sure. Y'all be sure and thank her. We get in the car, you know, she's talking about it. She said that she believed it one time. She was younger. She was allergic to bees. And so, Penny, we get concerned. We're going to go to town, get her some medicine. She calls her grandma. Grandma said, yeah, that she had been allergic, but she understands that as you grow older, sometimes you outgrow those allergies. And make a long story short, she turned out she was going to be okay. But the point I'm making, here's a young lady. She didn't have but a couple hours out of the whole week. But she wanted to go out and do what little bit she could do to serve her Lord and Savior. And she did. And anybody, anybody in here can do the exact same thing that she did. You haven't got to commit a whole week or a whole day. Just whatever time you've got that you can contribute, the Lord will make use of you. Because you know, we all have our God-given talents and abilities and passions he's blessed us with. And if you just give yourself up to him, he'll use you. I promise you he'll use you. And I promise you your life will never be the same. 
So please take time, and not just the young ones I've had a chance to uh, work with, but all of them. Thank them and continue to encourage them and build them up because they're doing a fantastic job. You know, I told a few of them during the week that maybe 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know, we'll be calling on them to be the leaders of, who knows, might be the 20th annual Theresa Baptist Church Project Lost, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Who knows? It might be something. I think something big is going to come out of this. But I know when that day comes, I hope I'm still alive and able to get around and see them because I know it's going to be in good hands. I know they're going to do a real good job. And uh, one more thing, I had a few people I talked to during the week, and they wanted to point out to me that uh, they could see God working through this church and through the members of this church, through our ministries, what we've been trying to do in the community. And I let them know, you know, that you know, we're working for the Lord. We just want to let others come to know the Lord and Savior that we know and what he's done for us, he can do for them also. So I just wanted to bring up, let you know, I mean, we're not trying to bring attention to ourselves or Theresa Baptist Church. We want to bring attention to the Lord and what he can do for them in their lives. So what we're doing as a church is not going unnoticed. People are seeing it. I really believe we're going to start a fire in the community. Who knows? We might have two or three more churches want to join with us in the years to come. I don't know, but thank you. God bless you. And we really appreciate your support. Okay. I just want to thank you for your prayers and support as well. And I had an awesome week, and as I did in the other mission, uh, mission trips that we went on, because back in 2009, that was my first mission trip, and I've learned a lot. And as, we go, as, as I went every week, every year since then, it's, it's just been a blessing to see the love, especially from this church, the love and the care and the, and the prayers that all went up because we felt the prayers wherever we went, especially this week too. And uh, <coughs> the, the thing that I wanted just to talk about is missions. I've grown up, I've heard about missions, went to missionary uh, meetings, had missionaries at our house. You know, my parents invited them over got to know them and you know ever since missions has just been in my heart and I've been praying for them I mean I've got a cousin that's overseas but we don't have to be we don't we don't have to go overseas as I learned this week we have we can just be right in our own neighborhoods and I went door to door to several of my uh, neighbors and just just going up watching the children they're going up and knocking on the door. They they had no. They weren't afraid. They were fighting to see who was uh, uh, going to knock on the door. So it was just glad to see that and to see that they wanted they want to do their part as well. And they're young and they're still growing up. And then as we went down the street, we you know passed out uh, flyers. And then we were coming back to um, get into our truck. And one of the neighbors across the street um, waved, you know, waved and wanted to talk to us again. He, um, him and his wife wanted to come to the block party, but he had no other, no ride to come. So uh, we went, I told him, we'll, we'll find out whether we can, you know, get, get, you, get you there. And uh, it turned out... Uh, it just it just kind of that was just kept uh, I was thinking about that all day he they wanted to come 
and they had no you know ride to get there so I had asked Kevin Walker uh, he he said he would go up there and pick them up and take them home and I saw them at the block party and they just they were overwhelmed they loved and enjoyed the music the fellowship and of course you know the barbecue as well and uh, I just want to just the neighbors really just you know just be out there with and just smile with your neighbors because one of the ladies she um she was thrilled to see us and especially the children and you know she gave them all a hug just it just it made her day and just what she told us it made it made her day when we opened up the door and handed her the you know the towel we were handing out uh hand towels and uh and the flyers as well it was just it just made her day so if if anything you can just be a missionary right there in your neighborhood and just smile and say hello to your neighbors that's that's one thing that god wants us to do the scripture that was placed on my heart this morning when i was thinking about what i would say landy texted me last night she said are you planning on what you're going to say are you going to let the spirit lead you I said, well, the Spirit is going to have to lead. So this is what the scripture he gave to me this morning. 1 John 5, 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for. We've been praying for this project for quite some time, and as you know, we planned to go to West Virginia, and it did not come about. But God blessed us so much beforehand from ice cream containers that were uh, collected beforehand and given and no idea what we were going to use them for, but we did thank the Lord for them, for ribbon that was donated, and it was just enough. And although we didn't go to West Virginia, it astounded me on where the people were from out the lake. We found people from Florida. We found people from North Dakota. We found people from Georgia, Virginia, and guess where else? West Virginia. We didn't make it there, but they came to us. It was such a great blessing to be with the children, to see them reaching out to the children out the lake. And God just blessed us in every ministry that we did. We not only got to know each other more on a deeper level, but we saw saw God working. There was a young lady out the lake that she had brought her teenage son um, to be with with her husband, his grandfather, for a few days out the lake. And she didn't know anywhere to go or anything to do. And she needed some Christian ties while she was here. And she saw one of the posters out the lake. So a few days out there, once she found us, she was right there. She helped us with Bible school, and it was such a blessing to have her. And I just thank the Lord for being a part. I thank the Lord for the seeds that were planted. We may not ever see them, uh, but God will water them, and his blessings will come from it. And we, I, among all the others, thank you for giving us the opportunity to minister here in our community.
as Mama was saying, we did go out to Haiku Lake. We all were disappointed originally at the fact of not being able to go to West Virginia. But then once we caught the vision, it was just something that the Lord just laid on our heart to be able to go in our community. All of us had said it. Well, why can't we do missions here on our own ground, our own community? It's no difference. There are people who are lost here, and that's what we did. The opportunity to serve with my children is awesome. Mothers, it's okay. Bring your kids. Let them see you serve. Let them learn with you. When um, we were at the lake, we had a mascot, and that's what Emma wanted to share today. This is Reese. And uh, Reese had on her Bible glasses to help bring people back to the truth, back to creation from the very beginning. We spent time this week out in God's creation, sharing about God's creation, how he did it all in six days, and all the miracles that he did, and disbunking mistruths, well, just point-blank lies, that are taught through our world system that... But with our Bible glasses on and able to go to the scripture itself, we could be able to find the truth. The, um, the children, we were apprehensive on Monday. We had two children and a million yellow jackets, if anybody was wondering why they were a bee catcher. In there. But we learned our, our famous word from long ago, our flex adaptability, that we just may do and we rearranged and... Um, at one point this week, we had 17 children that were there um, listening and learning and sharing. Um, one of the little boys that was from West Virginia, when he was sharing that he was there, and I told him, I said, we had been coming to West Virginia, and we had been sharing Jesus with kids there, and he came and hugged my neck, and he said, and that's why we came here, so we could be here for you. That the Lord knew all along, that they were going to be these children there that wanted something to do. And I'm like, Tommy, 20 years from now, I'd love to see this still going on. It's our community. It's our family. It's people that we know. And just to share Jesus and be able to bring them in, into the pews, just to be able to share Jesus when they go back home. I thank you all for allowing us the opportunity to be able to serve. morning um excuse me i'm gonna read mine i don't speak very well i didn't get a get to participate this week as much as i would have liked to because we were at home instead of going to west virginia my attention was torn between church and work there were several behind the scenes things that i had worked on leading up to the mission projects but because of responsibilities at work i spent a lot of time running in and out there were a few times i was annoyed because i couldn't be in two places at one time but God reminded me of several things along the way. First, the people he needed to be at each place were there, whether I was or not. Second, there were people who wanted to get involved but had not had an opportunity before, and with me not being there, that allowed them to serve. He gave me something to do, and all I needed to do was what he'd asked me to do. By the end of the week, God had eased my frustrations about not being able to be everywhere I wanted to be. He reminded me that he had allowed me on this trip to do what really was my favorite thing to do above all things, and that was to support, pray, and encourage those around me. 
If I had to pick one gift and only one gift to serve God the rest of my life, he knows that gift I would choose would be encouragement. So on Thursday morning, he had given me peace by reminding me that support and encouragement had been my assignment all week. I was to support, encourage, and pray for everyone he placed in my path. All week long, God kept giving me opportunities as I rode all over town to pray for everything that was going on. He gave me scriptures each morning to share with others to encourage them. He kept nudging me to just be watchful, helpful, and encouraging to everyone around me. He had even started off my week with a reminder of just how important my words could be if I used them to bring about his purpose and to say what he gave me to say. My words are often my worst enemy, but when I use them for his purpose, he blesses even my own heart as I go back and read them or as I hear them read back to me. So I didn't have the experience I normally have on a mission trip. However, I was reminded this week that God rarely does anything the same way twice. I'd heard it before. However, when I heard it this week, it was explained to me that God was a creator. He creates. Therefore, he doesn't need to repeat himself, except maybe when he has to remind me over and over again to just do the thing he calls me to do. Don't add anything to it. Don't take anything from it. Just trust him and do what he says. Thursday morning, Tim Wade gave us a challenge, a commission he called it, out of the first chapter of Joshua. It, brought me to, it almost brought me to tears because God had given me another similar challenge earlier that morning. I'd like to go ahead. I would like to share these words from Colossians 2, 6 through 7 from the message. It says, My counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Just go ahead and do what you've been given. You've received Christ Jesus the Master. Now live in him. You're deeply rooted in him, well-constructed upon him. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. And let your living spill over into thanksgiving. So I encourage each one of you to begin with a thankful heart, to live the life God called you to live, using the talents, whatever they may be, for his purpose, just like you see in these pictures. Thank you. John 4:35 says open your uh, Jesus said to his disciples open your eyes and look at the fields they are ripe for harvest Matthew 9:37 through 8 says harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few pray therefore the lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into the harvest When our mission team went to Tisman the head of DCI Ministries, Bill Craver, talked about effective outreach. Uh, that video is 55 minutes, and it's been put on YouTube so that anyone who wants to watch it can see it. You might want to talk to Patty about that if you're interested. In the video, he, talk, he says that 9 out of 10 people have trouble approaching someone and sharing the plan of salvation. But there are other ways, <clears throat> other ways to reach the community. Um, he calls it friendship evangelism, service evangelism, and prayer evangelism. And all of that happened this week. <clears throat> I'm grateful that we had this week of missions here at home because I'm able to participate. I wouldn't have been able to in West Virginia. 
<clears throat> Another good thing about home missions, when people come back from a mission trip, they're all fired up. <clears throat> and they want to know how they can continue that outreach here at home. But we did it. So all we need to do is continue it. <clears throat> By having the mission week at home, we know what we can do and how we can continue the outreach. of highlights from Bill Craver's video. He says that effective outreach grows out of a community of grace and unity. <clears throat> One of the advantages of participating in Missions Week is that that grew. And I have to also say that it, it makes you feel more a part of, of the fellowship and uh, builds your confidence and self-esteem. <clears throat> Um, a few other highlights from the video. He says that effective outreach happens in short blocks of time, and you simplify what you're doing, and it's ongoing. <clears throat> so I just want to say, when the prayer is prayed for the Lord to send workers into the harvest, let's all answer, here I am, Lord, send me. because I left my glass of land on the table. So these are Sue's. So um, I just like to say um, that I really received a blessing from this week. Um, and was so excited when I found out that we were going to be doing something at home and around Person County. Uh, some of you have already shared some of these same things, but <clears throat> the devotions this week, we always met every morning, had a devotion, and they were awesome. And on Thursday morning, Tim Wade, um, had said, you know, well, he had asked each of us, what are we commissioned to do? So we know that in Matthew it says, the Great Commission tells us that we are to make disciples of all nations. So this question kept popping up in my mind, uh, you know, what is it, what is this saying to me? So I went home and pulled out the dictionary again, and one of the definitions said, it is a command to act or to go in behalf of. So this week, I felt like we were commissioned to serve our neighbors and all across Person County. We were commissioned to show Jesus' love and our love to others outside the boundaries of our own comfort zone. Uh, one of the things I had wanted to do was visit this particular person, so God laid it on my heart to ask the group if we, some of them wanted to go with me to visit this person. And I've known this person for probably 40 years. He's had a real rough life. He was a alco recovered alcoholic. He's uh, been diagnosed with cancer. And so I really received a blessing from that visit this week. We went. Well, I wasn't sure, you know, whether or not he was saved. But we wanted to go and show our love to him and show Jesus' love. So Kate and Jan Bose and myself went. When we got there, it was the biggest smile on his face just to see someone. And the th first thing we saw past his big smile was that his Bible was laying beside his chair. So already that was a blessing. So we visited for a while, and then uh, as we were getting ready to leave, I said, do you mind if we pray with you? And he said, sure, you know. And so I started to pray. He said, wait, wait, wait. He said, can we hold hands? 
And I was so blessed by that because that should have been something I should have said. So to me, that was just such a blessing in itself. So, um, and on Thursday, uh, one of the devotions was um, that I read before going to church that morning was from Colossians 5.13. Through love, serve one another. And it said, the great men and women in Scripture were not just because, they were not great just because of what they earned or owned. They were great because they gave themselves to people. Their dream was to do something that benefited others. Their dream lives on because they lived for others. And it was in living for others and not for self that they found their greatest joy and fulfillment. And we've all heard these words. Others, Lord, yes, others, let this be my motto. Help me to live for others that I may live for thee. Um, and also um, this week as we were out and about, I was telling a friend who said that his church was gone out to another country on a mission this week. And I was telling what we were doing as our project this week and um, how we were getting out of our comfort zone. Because sometimes it's much harder to be around people that you really know and be a witness, I think. And um, he said, well, that sounds like a really good thing. You know, hope they will appreciate it as much as maybe others from other areas. But one thing the, uh, the Lord has pointed out to me this week is that we are not called to question someone's salvation or whether or not they appreciate we're doing what we're doing for them. It is just that we are willing to serve him by loving others and giving him the glory for all of it. And my challenge to myself this week is to everyone, as Herbert challenges us at the end of every revival, not to let revival stop at the end of the week, is that we will continue to love on others and show Jesus' love in everything we do. Thank you, and thank you for all your prayer support. Um, somebody called somebody to get my phone number where we had went to the washer. And um, he called. He couldn't hear too good. So, well, when they came in, naturally the wife does the wash, and he just sits down. But you know, he couldn't hardly breathe. You know, and um, and so we talked. So well, I talked aloud, you know. But he tried to tell him what we was doing, and and he was telling me about his health. And so uh, yesterday, I called him. He had called Friday night, but uh, I had three grand youngers there that. I'm seeing two on here, and I'm so proud of them. Tommy talks up about proud of them. And, uh, and so I called him back yesterday morning. He said, well, I thought maybe you done forgot me. I said, no, I was feeling kind of rough last night, so I waited till I felt better. And he said, you know what? I didn't know what you was talking about. He said, when I got home and Charlotte was telling me what y'all were doing, he said, I didn't know what to think. I want to thank y'all. This is senior citizens of that PCC housing. I want to thank y'all so much and thank them little children. Y'all, how many times that little children is mentioned? They were really busy. And um, I probably, I'm at the age where I'm losing, you know, it goes right by. <laughs> but uh, I just told them this week, I met, you know, people that I hadn't got close to, and I just felt like they was driving Miss Daisy, you know, because... Most of the time out on the road, I was 
you know, the older one. But uh, Lynn, she was great. I think all the camper kids would have went home with her, really and truly. They really fell in love with her and, and all of us, really. And, uh, and I would like to uh, thank and Willie. You know, for many Sundays, I've been sitting right over there with Miss Anal. It's not too many Sundays ago I was sitting with her. First time we went to uh, Canada, we talked over there, you know, and I was so excited. She gave me an envelope this Sunday before we were supposed to leave. I didn't want to take it. She said, yes, you are, too. You don't argue with Miss Anal. First time to West Virginia, she gives me an envelope. And she said, you know, before kind, she said, I wished I was still able that I could go. And then last time um, to West Virginia, she gave me an envelope. So when I spent that $20, y'all know who I was thinking of, you know. So I don't think you can't help. Even if you gave a roll of quarters, one, one guy that I gave, I said, how much you think it's going to cost, this big black guy, to watch? He said, probably $5. So the kids, I gave the quarters to the children. They started counting out the dollars to them, you know. And he asked me to buy them. And I said, no, no, that is not the way it works. And we're paying for it. What? I said, you can save that five paper to drying because we was running short on quarters and we don't share with everybody. And Lynn, was the child that works up that new way. His brother-in-law is living with them, and he's uh, got cancer really, really bad. And I could tell Charlie was, you know, upset. I've been knowing Charlie because I've been going up after years. And I said, you want Lynn to pray for you? Because I just felt Lynn was the one to do the praying. And I called her. We held her in, and Lynn started praying. It looked like that it just, he felt, looked like you could see a difference in him. So y'all pray for all the people that we have met this week. Some we may never see again, like the children at the lake. Some we may see again. Some might, God, they, they might be here today. But um, it's awesome. Just try it. There are so many scriptures in the Bible that God said, go, you know, go. I didn't work with Project Lost this week, but God has placed me with a ministry called My Life Matters. And this week, um, Project Lost provided the meals for us. And I want to thank you um, so much. I want to thank everybody who prepared the meals, who brought them over. We had 81 children. Um, and if you've ever been to the warehouse, you know that's a lot for that facility. We had about 30 liters, so they were preparing over 100 meals. Um, and at the warehouse, our cooking facilities are almost non-existent. There's no counter space. There's no running water where the ovens are. It, it's just um, the lady who was feeding us the first week. I mean, it would have been a huge headache. Thank you so much. Thank you that um, we had more children than we expected this week, and we were running around looking for transportation for these kids, and we were able to use our church's van. Um, and 
through this, these children are able to see not only that God loves them, but there are people in the community who want to help them. Um, the lessons this year were from Psalm 91. The whole point of camp was a refuge, how God is a refuge from everything in our lives that hurts. These children are from broken homes. I talked to one girl who, she had accepted Jesus last year. Her mom is in jail. Has been in jail for over a month. And this little girl, I was talking to her, she just broke down in tears. I'm praying for my mama every day. And so I just talked to her, I said, God is a refuge from this. This is what we've been learning about this week. You can go to him whenever. And I was able to pray pray with her. Um, two girls accepted Jesus this week, or this year. One girl I was able to um, pray with, and it was a very exciting yet frightening time because the children here in our church, I know that when one of them accepts Jesus, that you and their parents are going to stand along next to them. You, They're going to be in a place where they will be discipled, they will be taught. These children, mama or daddy or both, are gone. They're living with a grandma. And all these cousins and more than one aunt or uncle, many are living with mama and mama's boyfriend. And it's just not a place that they are going to be able to get discipleship. The only people in their lives who can help them are the people at Youth for Christ. Um, So please pray for them, and thank you guys so much. It meant so much to me that you guys were able to come alongside this ministry um, and help us. I was only able to help a couple of days this week, but this morning as I was um, doing my devotion time, the Lord just had me turn to this, and it's such a blessing, and it's, it's just very fitting commission to witness and this is matthew 28 19 20 go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe everything i have commanded you and remember i am with you always to the end of age after his resurrection jesus addressed his disciples as recorded in the 28th chapter of matthew christ instructed his followers to share his message with the world the great commission applies to Christians of every generation, including our son. As believers, we are called to share the good news of Jesus with our families, with our neighbors, and with one world. Christ commanded his disciples to become fishers of men. We must do likewise, and we must do all do, to, do today. Tomorrow may be indeed too late. Our commission is quite specific. We are told to be his witnesses to all nations. For us, as his disciples, to refuse any part of this commission frustrates the love of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And um, I just hope that you will remember this and know that we are commissioned and we, it is our responsibility to share the word with the Lord, of the Lord with everybody. And just, just be a good witness for the Lord. Hello. Um, 
this is my first experience ever um, being on a mission trip. And this is totally out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Speaking to y'all, excuse me. Um, I helped out at um, Vacation Bible School at the lake. And like Lynn said, it was 10 billion yellow jackets. And I did look up what the purpose of a yellow jacket was. And it was to um, get rid of all the other pesky insects. Um, that was it. <laughs> um, but there was one little girl there that when we went to go um, get ready for the Bible school, she was in the lake. She jumped out of the lake. She was so excited to see us and to come. And her name was Jade, and she was from Axton, Virginia. And uh, she had two, she had a brother and an uncle who was close to her age. And um, it was just to see her so excited. The brothers were not quite as excited as she was, but they did come. And they did seem to enjoy it. Um, I'm also impressed by my own children. Um, Cole, when they were talking about going door to door, he said, I want to go. I'm not scared. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very proud of him. And then Chloe went. Of course, she went with her dad when he went. Um, I really enjoyed the block party. I enjoyed helping at the block party, and I enjoyed meeting some of the block people that were there. Um, there was also a friend there that I was in high school with, and um, her son is in jail, and we need to lift him up in prayer because he's set to get out, and um, he's the same age as my son. They went to school together, and uh, his name is Trey Green, and um, she was really devastated by um, that happening because she didn't expect that to happen. He was with the wrong crowd, and um, she really needs our prayers. And then um, I also enjoyed making new friends and getting to know some of the people in our church family. Um, I'm a shy person. I don't like to get up in front of people and, and talk, and I'm afraid I'll say the wrong thing. But getting to know some of these people, they are such a blessing, and we should be so proud of them. Um, and um, one of the things that Kevin and I, Kevin couldn't be here, he had to work, um, was he's really into the Courageous movie. He did the Courageous Bible study. And one of the um, Bible verses that um, we want to say is for Joshua 24, 5. I think, or 524, I can't remember. Um, for in this house, we will serve the Lord. I was not on the list to speak. I don't have a piece of paper. But it's, this was my first mission. And I got to lean here a little bit. It was amazing. I was, I was part-time mission but I was not a part-time Christian. I did not get here till after five, after five, but just being able to serve the Lord and helping to clean up was a blessing on my heart. Um, I did not have that much contact with the kids except at that slide at Heiko Lake, and I have a frozen shoulder, and I almost got it unfroze on that slide at one point. But um, just 
just helping to clean up and being around um, the atmosphere, which was showing the love of Jesus. That's what we're here for, is to serve and do work for God. It's amazing that I was not around only our church children a majority of the time. It's amazing what God laid in front of me. There's been an incident in my own family in the past few years that we felt could be very judgmental. And we felt that people could be very judgmental towards us at times. And maybe it's our own insecurities, I don't know. But we're, we're praying through it. And we're getting there. We're getting to the other side. But God laid in front of me this week a young man on Thursday night who was so full of tattoos. It was just unreal. But I, I don't know, I was kind of drawn to him. And he said that he had had the best time Thursday night that he had had in many, many years. He said, I don't come to church because I feel that people judge me for my tattoos. And I'm like, Lord, what am I to say here? And it came very easy. And I found that the words that we both talked about were the same words that me and my own family have been discussing in the past couple of years. I told him that he was a child of God, just like everybody else. I wanted to know about each tattoo. And it was very interesting. It is amazing how we do judge. We do. We're all guilty. And when he told me about the tattoos, one of them was, he he said, I love my daddy. And he had his daddy tattooed on his arm, and one was his papa with a fishing pole on the other end. He said, I love my papa and I love fishing. He said, and this one is my son. This one, and then Donnie saw me. I said, well, he he said, I got one on my back. I said, okay, show it. And Donnie's like, what'd you have that boy's shirt up on the back for? (laughs) I said, we were going through each tattoo. And it was about a member of his family. And I said, I questioned that one on your neck a little bit, but he told me what that was about, but we won't go there. But it was okay. It was okay. But, you know, he's not here, I don't think, this morning. But I believe I'm going to see him in the second service. I told him to walk in this church that is full of people that love and that will love him and they love the Lord. And we really have to be careful about judging. We really do. Because I have been at that point in my life also where I'm like, don't, you don't need to be around that. You don't need to be associated with that. We don't know... We don't know all the information. We don't know the whole story. And I just, that was laid in my path along with a young couple from uh, Heiko. They were wonderful. And she said, you know, he had never read the Bible. And I said, well, I'll be real honest with you. I've never read it all the way through. You know, and I've never sat and read the Bible all the way through. You know, I've, I I hit my... I do well, don't get me wrong, but I do, but he said, I feel guilty about not doing that. And just to encourage people and to love people, don't judge them because they look different or if they've had an issue. I, you know, it just was amazing that God laid that in front of me this week when I was only, I were, I was able to get there three nights. I wish I could have done more. And now I hope to be considered a part of this West Virginia uh, team, uh, missions team, because it touched my life. I have a full-time job. I had to recruit physicians in this week. 
But between that and the missions, I couldn't wait to get there. I just could not wait to get to the next event. And I just invite you. I mean, my husband's like, aren't you tired yet? You, you know, you were at work at 7 o'clock this morning. I'm like, no, this has just been a blessing to me, even if it was just helping clean up and um, just pick, picking up the chairs. But it has been a blessing, and I just, I just challenge you all to try it. I always thought I was too busy to try it, and that when I retired, that's when I would take up being a mission because I've always wanted to do that. But, you know, it's amazing how God, when, it's, when there's something for you to do, and I really truly in all my heart and soul believe that God placed that young man in my life this week because not only did he help me I tried to talk with him about judgment but it helped me to be able to work through some things of my own which I've been praying so hard about but I want to thank you too for the everything that was you know the the prayers and everything and Patty Clayton I've never seen anything so organized in my life so we all need to have a workshop from you about organization so but thank you